Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Rachel Gaffney's Real Ireland live from the Lincoln Centre here in Dallas. Anna, good to have you with me again today. Hi Rachel, how are you? I'm good, how are you keeping? Good, good. Yeah, a little chilly outside. Oh yes, it is. I know, it's about 44 degrees out there so uh, and I believe it's supposed to warm up again tomorrow so... We always start off talking about the, about the weather, but, you know, the weather at the moment is a bit apropos for today's show because the weather is what inspires, you know, this cold weather, you know, winter and fall and uh, Christmas and everything. So definitely uh, we'll be talking about some staying inside, being warm, some cooking, some soups, some baking maybe this time. Oh, my gosh. Last uh, last uh, episode was so great because we all were kind of like mouthwatering and ready for the season of soup and baking and everything else. And I'm so excited for what you have in the box today. Absolutely. And speaking of last episode, if you remember the last episode, we had um, a little vi- couple of visitors. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. The two Sarahs <laughs> from Real News. But um, more interestingly, or uh, very interestingly, Sarah Strackhouse, who is one of the journalists here at uh, Real News Communication in Dallas, revealed to me that she's actually going to be in Ireland next year. Do you remember that in the last episode? And we kind of said, well, where should Sarah go? We we're going to um, involve people from Ireland and from here in the States and maybe give her some suggestions. So I asked her to be on with us here today and we will talk about where should Sarah go? I am so excited to be here. Hello. And, uh, you know, when I've been thinking so much about it and obviously if I'm going to Ireland, there's no one else that I can ask except for you. (laughs) Well, thank you. But I think we need to involve the help of of other people and the help of people out there and say, okay, where should Sarah go? Mm -hmm. So uh, let's let's look at this a little carefully. So you're going next year, 2020. Yes. You're going to different parts of Europe first. You're visiting some family in Mm -hmm. Italy. Yes, in Italy. So you have a Italian blood. Yep. Oh my goodness. You got an Irish woman and an Italian woman and a Portuguese woman in the yes. studios here today. Winning team. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, we've got yeah. the trifecta. Um, and, and of course, none of us are emotional people at all. No, 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 never. None of us come from fiery, passionate. 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 We don't get yeah. mad at the drop of a dime. No, or, no, 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 no. Redheads, Italians, Portuguese, mm-hmm. Irish. We got the whole lot in one box here today. But um, all right, so you're going to be going roughly around February the 24th to March the 4th, 2020. Yes. Um, so what I want to ask people is where should you go? And have you been thinking about it since the last time I saw you or yes. talked about this? a lot. And I've been thinking about, I remember you saying, uh, you know, what, what do you like? What are you interested in doing? And, you know, I've obviously followed along with all of your shows and just kind of all the yeah. fun stuff. So I 
I'm really open to anything. Okay. Um, you know, we love um, we love to eat out. We love little pubs and diners and cool spots like that. But I remember you talking about the oysters. Yes. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about it. Um, and might that be something cool to do? We're open to try new things. You know, we're there for about five or six days. So. All right. So I'm going to do a call out here on camera. Okay. I honestly have not told them this or anything, but I'm going to ask them. So I think we should uh, reach out to Carlingford Oysters. And Carlingford is in County Louth. Um, so if you look at the map of Ireland, you've got Dublin on the east coast mm -hmm. and then you've got Carlingford, which is in County Louth. Louth is known as the smallest to the wee county, but it's the county north of Dublin. And there in Carlingford, overlooking Carlingford Lock, they have some of the world's best oysters. Now, we have wonderful oysters in Galway. That's mm -hmm. the other coast. But as you're going to be on this side, I think you should go visit them and try their oysters. And maybe they'll show you around and maybe teach you a few things about shucking oysters. That would um, be awesome. And they'll tell you about why their oysters are so special and how the water runs down off the mountains and filters through. You know, because oysters, I, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, the water is filtered through oysters. And that's what gives them the different flavors. I didn't so know I, that. Yeah, so oysters taste different in different parts of... Ireland and different parts of the world and it's based on you know the water they're filtering so in Carlingford they talk about the water's coming down off the mountains it's coming across the limestone over the heathers into the lock and by the time that water comes through um, and the oysters are filtering all this water every day the flavors are being passed on and they, they you get that in the flavor of the oyster that would be so cool especially because we do love seafood you know we're from the northeast New Jersey New York area so we uh, okay, but so we have the American side of seafood. I'm excited to try the Irish side. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to ask Carlingford Oysters if they would like to welcome um, Sarah and her husband Fred, um, who will be over that part of the world for a few days, mm -hmm. and we'll send you up there and see what you think. That and then you awesome. can uh, send us some pictures or oh, yeah. send us a postcard and tell us um, what you think of oysters from Ireland. I will. Maybe I'll take a little video of us in the water trying to uh, <laughs> trying to show some oysters and see oh how that goes. Hopefully I don't fall. They make it look so happening. easy, that oyster yeah. shucking. Yeah. Um, I know if you're doing it all the time, but like I'm awful. I mean, I nearly took my own palm <laughs> off, you know, with the knife and everything. But one of the guys came to my rescue yeah. and, and did it. So we'll we'll definitely uh, talk about that because Perfect. when it comes to food, I mean, I don't know about you, but I just, I love food and mm -hmm. I love, you know, this kind of weather, you know, you, it, it sort of makes you want to get, makes me want to get back in the kitchen. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I look forward to, weird enough, my Sunday meal prep. Yeah. And I don't normally look forward to it, but this kind of weather, I mean, and I'm, of course, sitting here in front of all of your spices and I can just smell everything coming out here. But yeah, so I'm excited to get, get back in the kitchen, too. I, there's something about um, when you're not creating a meal that's mandatory, you know, that four or five o'clock, I got to get home, I got to make the dinner. Mm -hmm. This is different. Um, now, I just wrote an article the other day and it was inspired by something that I saw that made me feel very kind of homesick or maybe the word is nostalgia. Mm -hmm. And that got me thinking about a few different things. And um, one of those things was Christmas and Christmas baking or holiday baking in anybody's household, not just, you know, I know this is Rachel Gaffney's Real Ireland and it's mostly about Ireland. Um, but the other thing that um, people don't talk about when it comes to Irish food and Irish cooking is that baking is a huge part 
of Irish lifestyle. As long as I can remember, you know, baking, people don't associate Ireland with baking. We, you, they associate France and Austria and Germany and beautiful patisseries and everything. But we bake on a level that's not just for show, but there's always a slice of something in somebody's home. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also love to feed people. You come to our house and, you know, my sons even say it here, you never stop feeding people. So the baking <laughs> season is huge. I was going to say, I know that. I, I've been on the receiving end. I've been very fortunate. Sometimes she brings in food and we all steal pieces. We try to wait till after the show, but... But come here, isn't that... that that's <laughs> what this is about, this this episode. I want to talk about the baking. Mm-hmm. And have we lost the art of making a few things and, and giving them to people mm. as a gift for, for no other reason, whether it's a holiday or Christmas, but just make it and give it I mean give some joy and it sounds really trite but you, it, it's it's so great like I look at these containers that you can get now these little disposable uh, different colours look at these you can make different loaves you know a gingerbread a chai loaf a tea loaf whatever you want you know and bake it in this I mean yeah. look at them they're already sort of pre-lined and, and greased and everything and then you can wrap them in greaseproof paper oh, wow. or whatever wrap some ribbon and present them beautifully and give them to somebody um, and so I thought I would do um, a Christmas baking class this year on December the 9th mm-hmm. and where this came from now I know all of you must have the, this what I'm about to show you so these are some of my I went through you know how people have these beautiful recipe index boxes and files? And yes, I have all those two people give them to me and I have cookbooks, I'm sure you do too. Mm-hmm. This one I found, this one is, and you probably can't really see it very well here, but it says flake fanfare. Uh, you can see some of these recipes that I photographed. Um, there's grease stains on them. There is, this one is from 1985 and I got it on the back of a flake box for Christmas. <laughs> and I felt the need to handwrite the recipe. This is a sticky gingerbread loaf with, you know, the. you can see that the vanilla and the ginger is all over the paper. This is an old recipe I had from Nevin McGuire, sticky orange upside down cake with pencil marks ticking it, showing, oh yeah, did that, did that. This one is from Stork, which was a, uh, in Ireland we used to, it's a margarine a type of thing mm. growing up, um, festive mince pies. It was a freebie booklet that was given out by Paula Daly or whatever. So we all have the equivalent in our own homes. Yeah. Mine are Irish and English, a mixture, you know. Um, they're well-loved recipes. Aren't they? Yeah. They're, you, you know, you've made them and you have memories attached to them now. And so I was thinking with all this noise in the background, and I say noise because I do find, I don't know about you, but sometimes whether it's on Facebook or especially Twitter, people are very brave on Twitter. People are kind of jumping at each other and Mm -hmm. just saying things and being nasty. And uh, food is a great connector. Mm -hmm. And it evokes a lot of memories. So I thought today we'd talk a little bit about Christmas baking and what Christmas baking means, more importantly, to you in your home. And I'd love to hear about it if you have a recipe. Do you have old cookbooks that you remember your grandmother gave you, whatever? Mm-hmm. So the baking, um, I thought I'd show you a few tips. So we're going to yes, have a class. Please. That would on, be great. So Because I want to go to your class on December 9th, too. Okay, so. well, there's a class on December 9th, and yes. I'm hosting it at 3015 Trinity Groves in Dallas, which is, um, do you know where that is? Over across the Marcus yeah, Hunter Bridge? Yeah, that's a great location. Yeah. And very central, very easy to get to. Didn't you do a report from there once? Yeah, so I, yeah, I went out to a report there, and it was a, a, a food tasting kind of place, and I can't, now I can't remember what the story was it was some sort of a fundraiser but it's a great location yeah it really is and so what we have is we have eight baking stations for this evening so on december the 9th you need to bring your own apron 
So everybody has one. <laughs> and the more, like if it was your granny's, if it was yours, if it's a Christmas apron, it's your favorite, whatever. If you don't, let us know and we'll provide you one. <laughs> yeah. But really and truly, um, I have a photograph on the um, on the events page of the group of girls the last time and it's up there right now. And they all brought their own aprons and they were proud to say, oh, this is when I get uh, together and I, I bake with um, my friends or whatever. So what we're going to do is we're going to get together and bake. The class is $65 and um, we this is not really a baking class. You're not coming to really learn how to bake mm-hmm. because it's it's really an excuse to get together. My house or my kitchen isn't big enough for 32 people. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> everybody come bring a recipe that you have a story or a book, even if it's just to tell us about it over a glass of wine yeah BYOB perfect and trust me when I did these before with the BYOB Anna people sometimes you know they're getting very festive and they're having a glass and they're you know messing with each other so I have to keep control of the kitchen too (laughs) (laughs) a glass or two yeah so what I have to do is what I'm going to do is have ready-made gingerbread ready-made you know shortbread different things like that and then you'll cut them out and bake them but the idea then afterwards is to maybe decorate or take away a box yourself so this is really like a great big just cookie night where you're going to come and bake you know i've always wanted to make gingerbread but i'm nervous to try it just because it seems i've always uh, it seems hard you know so i've never actually wanted to try it so may, uh, maybe someone will bring a uh, gingerbread recipe that could be cool i'm gonna do that i'm gonna provide okay. the gingerbread Ooh, recipe yay. and the dough i'll okay. have a pre-made because with this class for about two hours to have that many people um rolling and cutting and baking and then cooling and putting them in boxes and don't forget, they chat and drink uh-huh. glasses of wine and play tricks on each other and laugh and tell <laughs> stories. So, um, you know, if we're to do all the pre-making beforehand, it's a four-hour class. Yeah. So we'll have all those doughs. But it'll be, it's the smells, it's the mm-hmm. aromas, it's the spices. Um, and for, for like me... the ones coming from right here. <laughs> so I wanted to show you a few little tricks. Okay. So here's something I do. And this one is uh, vanilla sugar. Oh, that's so, that's got to be cool. So all I do is take um, the jar and uh, this one has um, extra fine granulated sugar in there. And in the sugar are some fresh uh, vanilla beans or vanilla pods. And I leave them in here just all year round. I just scrape down the side and that just infuses the sugar. So if I want to have a cookie or something that isn't assaulted by um, flavor, I put that in. Um, maybe you could grab one at mm. the end there, the tall yes. one. Oh, you open oh, that oh, one, open see, what that okay. one's, see what's All in right. that. Can you identify any of those? Okay, so this this smell actually brings me a memory. So I think cloves. Yes. Yes. And then I, I see a cinnamon stick. Yeah, so okay, make sure what memory for you? So the cloves, my Italian grandmother, um, just a straight off the boat, funny pepper pot kind of woman. And she used to have us around Christmas time, she used to have us put cloves into oranges. And then we would set them out and we'd get that Christmas smell or we'd set them out, um, like ha- actually have them in our cars and the cars would smell oh, did great. You really? Yeah. The only thing was if you forgot to throw them out. Oh, <laughs> it wow. was, was a little, not really a great smell, but it was like for a very long time. And then when we were done with them, we would throw them in the fire and the fire would have kind of a clove orangey smell isn't it such such a good memory and where did you do this with your grandmother um at our house in in new New jersey i'm actually from yeah originally from new jersey and she had a we would go to her house sometimes she used to live kind of by the shore and then we would do it at our house so just a lot of good memories now what, what you're doing there you know so here's another one and the same for me and that's why i wrote this article that 
you know smell and aroma is very powerful mm-hmm. and you know this baking evening like I said to you you can go to a cooking class anywhere you can go and learn how to bake and cook and chop and peel and you, you do not come to any of my I say classes you do not come to my events because you're going to get some skills because you'll lose your fingers <laughs> you need insurance policies you know I'm not a chef but you're going to come for a bit of fun and you're going to mm-hmm. come for a bit of nostalgia and, um, and and more importantly for some connection because I think we need to connect more we need yeah. to talk more we need to slow down a bit put the phones down and look at us we've no phones yeah. here <laughs> so this smell mm-hmm. this okay see if anybody knows what these are oh Anna, do you recognize what she has in this jar at I all? I can't see it very well. Hang on. I'll show you these little yeah. tiny, they look like black peppercorns. Yeah, they do. Um, but I can't figure out I wonder, out does anybody is. know, are we having any luck with Facebook right, Live so, today? Um, yes, I did want to come in here to say that we've been on for like something like 15 minutes on air, but um, seems like Facebook. Uh, we know that there's um, two pe- uh, four people watching. And um, thank you so much too. Let me check. Uh, Michelle Vieira and Kathleen Kelly Lepore, who are uh, who liked us. Um, sorry, guys, we can't see the comments um, right now, but we know that you're watching. So thank you so much. Um, so mm, if you don't know, you can always drop um, a comment in the section below to let us know, and we'll read that afterwards. So I can't guess, but I really need to know what it, what that is, Rachel. Okay, so it's all spice. Ah, spice. I've never seen it like in its true form, I guess, <laughs> because normally people it's sold, you know, ground and everything. Yeah. So the allspice, um, if you take one out like this, I mean, you can see they really do look like black peppercorns, don't they? Um, and they're known as Jamaican pepper or mm. allspice. And the reason they were known as Jamaican pepper, well, actually, the reason they're called allspice is because um, when the British invaded Jamaica, married to an Englishman I love to give him a hard time they always <laughs> took all of us over didn't they but when Britain t- um, took over Jamaica they took him over from the Spanish actually they um, found these and they called them all spice because it was reminiscent of the smell of clove and nutmeg and pepper it's kind of like when you well, smell I felt it like you go I, all yeah. of them are there aren't they like all those scents are there well because I smelled this first and then smelled that and I was like well I know it's not cloves but similar oh, almost nutmeg-ish almost so yeah. a lot of people think that all spice is a blend of spices it's not so Mm. this comes from a tree that is indigenous to the caribbean mexico and central america are they families uh that i don't you know that's a good Mm. question but these are like a dried it's the um it's a dried unripened fruit and that's what it looks like but then when you take them and you grind them down and they're they're even so when they're in this form they're more powerful and um, they're more potent. Um, I think you've noticed I've kept them in glass. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. And I love how the shape of all these different ones. <laughs> so you need to keep your spices in some glass jars. That's um, so much better for you. Uh, for you. So instead of plastic plastic yes okay. they'll keep them fresher for longer um of course i'm kind of getting rid of all the plastic in my house anyway i don't like all that stuff mm-hmm. but um these and then i said to a friend the other day i said i'm like a world war ii child and she said to me rachel you're like a depression era person <laughs> world war II. save everything yeah because look this was an old spice thing so mm-hmm. i take these off i soak them in hot water or gooby gone mm-hmm. and then i use them for things like this i put my cinnamon sticks and my cloves in there or like that if you grab that one that was an old mustard jar. Oh my gosh, that is cute. But I liked the lid, the Look black and gold, because I like the shape. And then I just take <laughs> something like um, 
And you see this labels? We just wrote clove sugar on it. Just like back in the day. Yeah, people used to do that all the time. It just makes sense. But look, inside it is the nutmeg oh. and the clove. I need to smell that. Oh. It just makes me homesick sometimes. The something. two of you are there smelling it. I'm here in the control room when I'm thinking. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure people watching going, is this a show about them right? smelling no. spices? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could literally sit here and smell it all day. Just, It makes me want to go home and like buy a bunch of cloves and make an orange right now. And cook, bake. But it just, when every time I do this, it makes me mm. feel good. Yep. I just feel good, you know? And yeah. I know that the feeling good is coming from the fact that you are remembering what happened in your home. Now, I will tell you, I remember all the disasters at Christmas. I'm sure they're <laughs> there somewhere. You know, I remember late at night, you know, Christmas Eve and my mother trying to get us to Christmas Eve mass and couldn't get us all together and the car getting stuck on the hill and the ice and the slippy on the roads. And I remember us fighting. I, rem I remember those things too, but somehow those all disappear. Yep. They just disappear. It's kind of like childbirth. If you had one and you remember the rest of your life well we'll never have any more children but you know sometimes <laughs> things disappear and and the really good memories come to the front because it, what you remember is um holding the baby for the first time you do yeah. but you remember just being you know in your parents house or like you said in your grandmother's yeah. house i bet you have recipes from somewhere somewhere belonging to your mom or your grandmom or oh something. yeah i have this kind of this old uh notebook and I, the same thing as you i mean i have the big shiny you know cookbooks that people have given me or the nice pieces of pieces of uh, uh, like the Rolex you know the Rolodex um, but I have this one notebook that is just everything all of my grandmother's Italian recipes written in there and then random pieces of paper stuffed in there and it's stained and it's crinkly and the paper like you know it like I'm like really delicate as I move it but it's just it's those kind of recipes that are so I, I know, actually that, have to to ask you uh, yeah talking about recipes though um, my mom, and I want to know if this is all moms or just my mom. Yeah. When I ask her, oh, what is, you'll go through her old um, recipe book and it's, again, all stain, you know, all marks of everything and anything. And then um, she will say garlic and uh, codfish and uh, onion. And I'm like, how many? She's like, you will know, you eyeball it. <laughs> is it so, just my mom? No, my grandmother has this bread that I think I've kind of told you about. She has this bread and uh, she has just yeast written. And I used to make it with her because she refused to write it down for a very long time. And she, it's you know, it's been passed down now yeah. from her mother. But it would, it's... Um, a handful of yeast mm -hmm. and it's you know she refuses to write down like an actual measurement or measure it out or anything like that but it's Pinch just of salt I know yeah so I I just have to get like or not yeast salt yeah yeah not a handful of yeast well but. you would be correct because actually yeah. recipe writing has evolved now I don't mm -hmm. know if any of you know this but do you remember the book the joy of cooking yeah and it's a great American yeah. staple do, do you remember seeing that on shelves here the joy of yeah, cooking I do remember seeing that. so the new edition came out this week mm-hmm and um, I think it's a third or fourth edition. It's uh, written by, remember the uh, famous Irma, uh, Irma Bambara, I can't remember her name properly. But the new one came out this week and they've updated with lots of new recipes. Yeah. And the person who wrote it is a husband and wife team and he is- Oh, um, Irma S. Rumbauer? Rumbauer, that's there it. There we go. And it's her grandson that's now doing it. 
That's but when cool. her his grandmother wrote the joy of cooking, you know, again, it was not really about you know cooking classes. It was it, she would write you know a smidge of or pour some of this, and you know I remember my grandmother making stuff and saying to me, throw in some raisins. And I still do that. And yeah. I wrote a, a recipe for a newspaper, which shall remain nameless, <laughs> here in the city once. And I submitted it and they had to ask me maybe two or three times. I think they were getting very frustrated to rewrite it because they said the reader will want to know exactly. Mm-hmm. And even down to, for example, if you had parsley or something on the photograph, even if it was only for decoration, you had to write that in. I was thinking, right. are people really that stupid? <laughs> you know, because I'm so Irish, I just, you know, say whatever come, you know, comes into my head, right, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> but um, yes, people, we've, we've kind of, I'm sorry, but we're kind of dumbing down cooking mm-hmm. and, and baking for people where every little thing has to. And I look at some of the cookbooks from Ireland. I just bought a new one. And uh, I immediately started thinking in terms of, wow, they didn't mention this, this and this. Now I know what to do. Right. But they're still writing. Uh, some people are still writing based on how people bake or cook. Yeah. Uh, how they think they bake or cook. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and but yes, uh, um, I think our grandmothers, they did know by looking, you know, what a pinch meant yep. and a handful and a sprinkling of and you know put it in the oven until golden brown you tell somebody that now and they're like well well, how many is it 17.2 minutes right right well and she used to say and what shade of gold yeah and and at one point it was like put it in very hot and then lower and I'm (laughs) like yes and then and then she says you know lower it halfway through I'm like halfway through what does this mean yes (laughs) but you do like you know after especially burning a couple of them you do learn (laughs) you know what you absolutely do and the same with when you come you know and you and I were talking about before the show and I think this is really important I love Instagram okay it's kind of like crack for me Um, (laughs) for everyone I think (laughs) there's nothing wrong with it it's like Pinterest Mm -hmm. Uh, for me it's electronic hoarding Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with it Um, (laughs) that's great (laughs) because I'm a hoarder with magazines and stuff so at least Pinterest you know I keep doing that it's all online right yeah 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 yeah. so there's no more boxes (laughs) yeah (laughs) but and the feeds are beautiful and Mm -hmm. so you know I was looking on Pinterest last night I was looking at some Christmas stuff and I thought wow look at this and everything looks like something out of architectural digest southern living and you know that you know I know from being the industry I'm in and you're in Mm -hmm. there are probably you know 12 hours gone into some of these photographs prior for one photo with the team with all that we mustn't forget that we must not forget that and what we mustn't forget is that most including the people who write the recipes and photograph and the food stylists themselves have recipes like this in their house Mm -hmm. stained and well loved and as you said which I love um, crinkly crinkly <laughs> now for me and now that one has like holes in it and yeah. red pen and everything from 1985 from spills <laughs> i love how i even signed it you know authored it rachel gaffney at the bottom in 1985 oh, wow. you know now despite the fact that i took it off the back of a, a flake a chocolate flakes box this is now mine it's yeah. now mine you know i'm sure flake are gonna come after me you know yeah, with right. their patent pending but um there, there's something about these recipes so if you want to come along with us on december the 9th at 3015 trinity grove I think we've got the link up, do we, Anna? Yeah, we do. Um, and that's on your website for where people can get tickets? It's on my Facebook page and okay. it's on my uh, website. It's under the events section in um, on my website, rachelgaffneys.com. Um, but on the Facebook page, Rachel Gaffney's Real Ireland, and the uh, events page, December the 9th. And then the link is there for the tickets Perfect. that send you straight through. And it's maxed out at 32 people. Okay. That is the capacity we can take because we've got eight stations. I can only put so many per station. Yeah. And, um, you know, it starts at 6.30 and dress comfy. 
Yeah. And bring your apron, bring your A-game, bring your, you know. And order soon. (laughs) And and, and even if you want to do like your Christmas sweater or whatever, but um, that's a good onesie. Oh, do you really? I do, yes. I have a polar bear onesie and then I have a Christmas lamp from the Christmas story onesie. Oh my God. Yeah. All right. um, Before we actually close the show, Rachel. Sorry. (laughs) um, We do. I was able to read one comment, Mary Toll, saying that Rachel watching, I can't have a Christmas pudding without the spices. Oh, I can still get the aroma. <gasps> Who said that? Mary? Mary Toll. Oh, T-O-A. Mary, Christmas pudding. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people watching um, who know, there, there are those that know what Christmas pudding is and those that don't, mm-hmm. which is a very traditional dish in England and Ireland. And I remember my mother making Christmas pudding back in August. And it's not a Christmas cake. It's done with suet and fruits and every different spice that Mary just mentioned. Zested oranges, zested lemons, stout, whiskey, and the whole wow. lot. And then they're steamed for about eight hours. And then I serve one every Christmas. My kids love it. My husband loves it. It and I turn it upside down, pour brandy, put holly on it, and um, brandy, and we flambe it and we serve it with brandy butter. And it is, oh, Mary, thank you for that memory. That was so lovely. <laughs> you just Your eyes just lit up. <laughs> you know, it's just food is such a great connector. Mm-hmm. So I, but look, I said to you, I'm talking about my Christmas, my memories, Irish, but you're talking about your grandmothers. You talk mm-hmm. about the oranges with the cloves. Um, Anna, you're talking about Portugal. Have you got a Christmas memory for us, a baking one? Um, yes. Uh, so my grandma, from my dad's side, she has, this is the most hilarious thing that we love. She makes this cake, uh, which is kind of like a souffle, and every single time she gets it wrong. <laughs> and it gets it ugly. <laughs> and she says, if the cake comes out beautiful, it's going to be awful and you can't have it. So it's the one thing that we always joke about. She says, if it looks pretty, it won't be any good. So the start, uglier it is, the tastier it is. I'm going to start using that because I can never get my stuff to look pretty. But we're obsessed with that. That's yeah. what I'm saying about Instagram <laughs> yeah. and Pinterest. Yeah. We're obsessed with these feeds now that we mm-hmm. can't produce. And I don't get invited by people anymore. Um, nobody invites me to their home for a tea or coffee and a, and a slice <laughs> of cake. You know, that's very uh, Irish. But um, I did that here for Chris a couple of years ago. I just invited a load of ladies. Mm-hmm. And I decided to have an Irish coffee mm-hmm. um, morning. And it was literally not Irish coffee. Right. It, right, right, right. <laughs> but coffee mornings are big in yeah. England and Ireland mm-hmm. where you come to somebody's home about 11 o'clock and you have a couple of different cakes and some mince pies or whatever which are a sweet not a savory mm-hmm. and pots of tea pots of coffee cell phones are put on the side and you sit down and I, I light my fire and we all sit down and that's all we do we have a slice and a cup of something and we sit and chat for an hour and a half and that's it we need to bring that here I mean, I, I feel like there's so many amazing no customs gifts. This there. isn't yeah. about, you know, giving each other presents. Sometimes somebody Just will bring a candle or something. Together. But my present to my friends was all come over. I'm going to bake for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm serving you tea and coffee. And of course, people love the good old Irish tea, the berries tea. Mm-hmm. Do you know uh, what I like about that? I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I think that it's, it's unpretentious. It, well, it is. And people talk to each other. Right. Yeah. It's just about spending time together. Because I want to hear more about, you know, what was Christmas like in Portugal? I want to hear more like, what was your Christmas like in New Jersey? I mean, (laughs) I'm sure our dinners were different and our Christmas Eves were different Mm -hmm. and the customs we had. And, you know, we had to go to mass and Mm -hmm. that waiting for Santa Claus and everything. I mean, I still believe in Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, of course. He's he's still, you know, he still (laughs) fills my stocking. That Santa Claus, thank you so much for still filling my stocking almost to age 30. (laughs) <laughs> huge shout out thank well, you I still got my stocking <laughs> filled too yeah <laughs>
every year so um, but on that note um, this has been fun because I'm excited about December the 9th the baking class if anybody wants to come uh, sign up the link is there and don't forget we're going to follow on on where we're going to go next for Sarah I think we're going to do the oysters in Carlingford and we have to go somewhere else I'm thinking that into Dublin itself so we've got to find you a couple of places to go and visit and see in Dublin I forgot to mention my husband does like to golf Oh, okay. So somewhere yeah. in that area. So yeah. we'll do that. We'll follow on with that. And then, um, oh, really quickly. I nearly forgot. And then we'll finish. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Darina Allen. Darina Allen is known as the Julia Child of Ireland. Darina Allen, I am chatting with her next week in studio. I'm interviewing her. If you have any questions that you would like me to ask Darina, it's the world famous Ballymaloo House and Cooking School. I know that I have friends here in Dallas and different parts of the States that have been over there on her 12-week courses and everything. But this woman is iconic in the Irish food industry. Her mother-in-law, Myrtle Allen, and her daughter-in-law, Rachel Allen. So um, I'm going to be interviewing her for the show. So if you have any questions, please, please, please tell me food related ones obviously I don't want to ask about her (laughs) marriage or anything Uh, or her you know private life Um, so food related questions so um, we will uh, be doing that I have Guinness coming on December the 4th we're going to have a Guinness Christmas cocktail I am so excited about this I'm definitely going to be sneaking in that episode I'm sure you will and I'm sure a few others (laughs) so I think on that note um, until then everybody take care keep warm and um, see you all soon